Welcome to the Mob Squad, where real moms of boys juggling life, love, a clean house, and being outnumbered by balls. We say bad words, we vent, we cry, we laugh a lot, and sometimes we can be a bit inappropriate. But hey, we're moms of boys, so anything goes. Let's face it, we have real shit, and we know you do too. Life gets hard and messy, but we're not alone, and we're never quiet. We know you're one of us, and we're so glad you're here. So grab your favorite drink, fill up that bathtub, or get your fitness on, and let's get this podcast started. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up and let's go. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Amanda. And I'm Arielle. We're so glad you're here. Um, Today's topic is going to be a little bit of a heavier topic, but the title of it is the one where we decided to wait until eighth. And we decided to do this topic for many reasons, but I think the number one reason for us to do it today is because we get asked all the time, what is wait until eighth and why have you decided to do it? So yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a topic that is uh, touchy, I would say, and very um, complex because we're all different. We all have our different reasons for things. And it's just something that we've decided and we're not there to judge anybody or say that anybody's wrong or bad for doing anything. This is just our reasons for delaying giving our children access to social media and the web. I did end up giving my son for his 10th birthday Am I? Yeah, 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 his 10th birthday, a um, smartwatch. Uh, He does have an Apple watch, but it's locked down. He doesn't have access to the internet. He uh, doesn't have any social media. And those were the most important things to us. So for us, it's, it's working for now, but it is becoming a thing as they get older. That is, I mean, we knew people who gave their kids phones and third grade, fourth yeah. grade. So it does does happen sooner than some people might believe. So if you have younger kids and you're listening to this, you might be surprised by some of these things that are going on. If you have older kids and you're in the middle of dealing with it like we are, then then you could probably relate to a lot yeah. of the things that we're going to discuss today. But we just want to put that out there that it's not... This is a judgment-free zone. Yeah. And so whatever each family has decided for their own family is that that's their right and that's their belief. And yeah. what works for my family might not work for your family. Right. And Vice versa. So we just get this question all the time we and we do. thought we would just give some perspective out there to and others that might have the same question. Yeah. And, and reasons that we've decided that some people maybe have not thought about. Hopefully we help people make the decision if they're thinking about doing it. It is a big decision to make because I feel like you can't go back if you do it. So it is one of those things you have to really be ready for. But it is also something that changes their life. And I don't think people realize they think it's just like another toy, another thing that they need or want. And it's it's actually like a life changing decision because it has such a huge impact on them. And maybe parents aren't maybe putting it in that perspective. So I don't know. We'll talk about it a little bit, I guess. So well, let's talk about what wait till eighth is first. Okay. So go ahead. <laughs> when, taking um, or, or waiting until eighth means that we are waiting to give our children smartphones until they're in eighth grade. And there's actually a movement that is, and, and people are taking the pledge and they mm-hmm. get a, a group of people, a group of other parents, and they also have their kids, I think, buy into this um, idea of we're going to wait until eighth. And the reason that is, is because we want to try to protect them from this worldwide web that we as adults can't really wrap our heads around. We don't even really know what it means to have access. And we're giving our kids the our key children, yeah. to the internet without having given them the proper training of how to properly navigate it in a way that doesn't totally compromise their youthfulness and their innocence, right? Yeah, I mean, I it feels like to me, and I know not everybody has this perspective, but for me, giving them a cell phone feels like taking them 
to the middle of New York city and dropping them off with $10 and saying, good luck kid. Like it just feels like you're exposing them to a lot of things that they're not ready for. Don't know how to handle. They're still a child. They don't comprehend. They've never been exposed to before. Nobody's giving them tools, how to use it, what to do, what to say, what to look out for. People are literally just giving these things to kids. And that's fine because I know that we're not the norm. Like I know we're <laughs> I mean, just among our own <laughs> we're friend group. We're the last few yeah, of I our mean, friends. Yeah. yeah, we are. And then we're looked at as weirdos, which is fine. I'm, I'm totally fine going against the well, grain. Well, I don't but... think people look at us as weirdos necessarily. I find people when, so I actually just got a call from a friend. I think I might've already told you this. Okay. She just gave her son. So our kids are 12 years old. They're in sixth mm-hmm. grade. And, or, oh my gosh, your son is 12 and mine is <laughs> almost like, yeah. 12. He's, he's not quite there yet, but he's almost 12. They're both in sixth grade. The majority of their friends have phones. Yeah. I think the majority of them probably got them in sixth grade and that's fine. It works for their family. It's it's what they've decided is right for them and that's mm-hmm. cool. But my son has an email address and it's attached to his iPad that he has at home and right. that's totally locked down and we have access to it. And he has an Apple watch also. But one of my girlfriends called me the other day and she was like, hey, can you give me your son's number? My son just got a, a phone. cell phone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, he doesn't have a number, but he has his email. an iCloud email so he can do texts and he can do all of the things that, you know, his f- friends are doing because not many of them are on social media yet. I know yeah. some and- are and they're getting closer, but but most of them are not. And immediately I, I was like, oh, I wanted to be really careful with how I worded my verbiage because I didn't right. want to make her feel shame no. for giving her son. And I was like, well, he has this email. We haven't we haven't given him a phone yet, but, you know, we're getting closer and it's going to happen soon. But anyway, he's got this email. So here you go. And she immediately responded. She was like, yeah, we went back and forth. Like it was almost like they needed to defend their reason. I like, I listen when it's right for you, it's right for you. But right now it's just not right for my family. And, and I'm not judging this person. I don't know them at all, but I'm like, to me, that says something like, right. Like, doesn't that say something that like, if she felt like she had to defend it, then she was like, maybe she knows deep down inside that like, this is something that maybe she's not comfortable with. And maybe it's not a conscience, a conscious thing mm-hmm. where she's aware of it, but there's something there, right? Yeah. Like there's something there that might be like a mom instinct or something that's saying like, okay, like this is young and maybe I don't feel comfortable with like, we didn't have that. Like cell phones didn't exist when we were in sixth yeah. grade. They had just started coming out. I feel like when I was in seventh or eighth grade and I was one of the few that got cell phones early on, but hello, cell phones back then were to literally call people. Like there was no T9 texting. Yeah. T9 texting. <laughs> exactly. Like you had to be good at that. <laughs> you know, like you couldn't just text. It was, it's like a whole nother level, yeah. really. Like, so there was none of that. Like I didn't have to deal with any of this. So it's like, if you're our age and you have kids our age, like you're dealing with this whole thing, just like we are from a brand new world. Like nobody's ever had to deal with this yeah. kind of thing before. Well, and I think to your point too, with this particular mom, I would be willing to bet that most parents feel that way. Yes. They're probably they, going they back and forth like and defending to. it themselves because they all know that this is a huge responsibility yeah. and why we trust our kids so much. And we do teach them responsibility and how to be good humans in society and make good choices. The internet is not it's there not to teach the them that. It's yeah. there to. It's more the adults that are out there, the predators that are out there. And yeah. I know that sounds like so like. Oh my God, there's a boogeyman, you know, like there's no boogeyman, but there is definitely a huge number. Of I mean, the internet kind of adults. is the boogeyman. I mean, it is, but like yeah. not in the sense that like, it's like this whole negative, you know, vibe it's, 
There's definitely positives, obviously. Tons. And, and everything I know why. about everything I learned on YouTube. So right. there are. Right. I know. You're like the master of like knowing these things from YouTube. And I think yeah, there's incredible. Like, YouTube is so much better than college. I learned more from YouTube than <laughs> yeah. I ever did from college. Like I, I, mean, I went to the University YouTube of YouTube. University. Yes. I, mean, I have yeah. taught myself so many things and so many people out there have. Yes. I mean, I remember my husband, we didn't have like money to pay for our, um, dishwasher to be fixed. Cause they like charge a huge amount of money for something so stupid. And he went <laughs> online and YouTube did with, for, there was literally a video of a dude fixing our problem on our dishwasher. It was like the same model or whatever. Like how many videos out there are it's there? So of this awesome. stuff? And then don't you feel so accomplished and yes. you save a thousand dollars or however much, right? Yeah. It's you amazing. can save money. You can do things yeah. your own. I love that. I feel like as a generational thing, we're not even generational. It's multiple generations at this point, but like my great grandparents used to do stuff on their own. Like nobody took their car and they fixed it themselves. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we've lost a lot of those skills and YouTube definitely helps you bring that thank back. You, but, thank you, YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. But, so, but then there's the dark side of that too, mm -hmm. right? Like there's a lot of predators out there that are really good at what they do and they utilize children, other children to reel these kids in. And I don't think parents are aware. And we talked about this a little bit before we started the episode, but like they're there are literally people out there that are masters at this and they're masters at human behavior and manipulation and psychological, basically warfare on these children that they take advantage and they can totally manipulate them. And people say, not my kid, not my kid. Mm -hmm. It will never be my kid. I'll know. I'll know if something like that's going down. I was one of those people. I know. So do you want to share that story? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, my oldest was nine, I think maybe? just no, because- my middle was six. How old was yours? I don't remember. Five. I remember they were little. Five and six. And then our oldest were eight, eight and, nine. and nine. Yeah. And it was summer in Arizona and the kids I had, well, you and Austin came over and we had some other friends come over and all boys. So there were mm -hmm. nine boys or no, excuse me, eight boys in my house. And the boys were swimming and playing. It's really hot here in Arizona. So summer, they live yeah. in the pool and they were getting out. It was the time of the NFL draft. I remember because your husband was watching and mm -hmm. in and out between outside or whatever. And I so proudly, we had just gone to the seminar <laughs> and heard the statistic that right. the average kid sees porn by the age of seven years old. And I remember so clearly sitting in that, you know, workshop, this parental workshop about, you know, the internet and how to keep your kids safe and and what they have access to and what they see mm -hmm. without you even knowing. And when she said the average age was seven years old when your kid sees porn, I thought she was crazy. Yeah. You're like, get out of here. Like, That's this insane. Bitch is off her rocker. <laughs> seven years old. That's right. crazy. Like what? And so I, young when you think it's about so a seven young. year old. Seven. Like, oh so my young. God. So fast forward. This was probably in like November. And fast forward yeah. to May, we have your family over and another friend's family over. And I were talking about this because that was such a powerful workshop. We're still talking about it months later. Mm. And I was so proud because my kids had, they were still watching YouTube kids. They had never even been on Google. Yeah. And I'm telling you and Austin and our other friends like, no, my kids have never even been on Google. They they don't even know what Safari is. And all while I'm bragging about that. Mm -hmm. And I said to you guys, I remember this so clearly also that we haven't locked down our internet yet because we haven't had to because our kids aren't going online. Yeah. They don't know what the they internet is. They don't know what They're, it is, how to get no on clue, it, what to do. But I know we're close. Little did you know. Little did I know. <laughs> 
that if you go onto Google and you type in the word boobs, yeah, porn the Pornhub comes up. Yeah, and like innocent stuff, yeah. like uh, Spider Man's penis. Yes, well, that was yeah. my husband's. Your story. husband always like says he that he had a coworker it's who so said that, and then all of a sudden porn pops up. It always goes back oh, to what's porn. This so it's not even like your kid has to be a malicious kid. They can just accidentally yeah. stumble upon this stuff. Right, accidentally. Or it was a total accident. Have something but, like what happened to us. So one of the boys had seen it before and they all worked together one, you know, cause some didn't know how to spell boobs. And so they were like, Oh, here, you know, hit this icon and that will take you onto Google and well, didn't go somebody here. Show him how to do it. Well, so yeah. So this, this little boy that came, he had seen it from another big brother and his parents found out about it and they put the lockdown on it, but he shared it. Mm-hmm. And even though his mom and dad told him not to, and they had a really long conversation and they said, you know, this is not, not what happen. our family yeah. believes. And this is not what love looks this like. This okay. is not appropriate. This is not okay. You can never bring this into somebody's <laughs> house. They did all of the things that I would have done. Right, right. But he still brought it in and said, let's go on Google and look at boobs. And for the next four days, these boys wanted to be at my house all the time, which I couldn't understand. Like we, we see each other a lot, but this just happened to be a lot. Of time together. <laughs> didn't you? I, so you didn't find out about it right away? Not in that moment. Was... No, it was like three days later. Oh, I thought. Rem- yeah, because remember, oh, yeah, I walked, yeah, yeah, so that's I, right. And then you had to call me. I walked in on them. <laughs> this was like the hardest thing I've ever had to face as a mom. So it's really hard for me to share this because it, it's been a couple of years, but the motion is still very oh, yeah. real and raw. Yeah. And it's it's still upsetting. It's really to me upsetting. Too. Yeah. It's one of those things you can never take back. So I walk in on our youngest, our, what, our, our middles, yeah. who are six and five years old, and they're watching the porn hub. And I, my whole world came crashing down. And I was like, Oh my God. Devastation. I didn't want to freak out, but I, but I couldn't help but freak. It was just like a weird, like, what do I do? And then I have my best friend's kids here and I have to make this really difficult like phone call. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna make me cry. I'm sorry. You cry sometimes. I know we do. And I want people it's, to hear this because it's I, difficult to talk about. But I it, was one of those moms, and I lock it down. And I'm a good mom. Like I am. Yeah, you're I am on top hover. of things. I am. I'm, I am on top of it. I. You're aware. We talk about stuff. Yeah. Like, but it happened to me, mm-hmm. and it happened to you, mm-hmm. and I had to make that call to you, and I had to make that call to that other mom, and it. It was it hard. Fucking suck. It still yeah. sucks. It's still so. And then I see my baby, my little six-year-old boy who's watching the porn hub mm-hmm. watching things like, on this horrible website stuff. that I've never even seen mm-hmm. that I didn't even know were possible that there's a lot of different kinds of things on the porn hub there's yeah. a lot of like yeah. there's just a lot of stuff that I don't ever really want my kids to see yeah even when they're grown-ups I didn't want to see it but well the hard to have to go through that and think my six-year-old saw that mm-hmm. and you can't take it back like you the, can't the take worst it back. part about the entire thing and the thing mm-hmm. that makes me like so angry and upset as a mom who is very protective of my children is the fact that they can not unsee that. So no matter Mm -hmm. what conversation you have about something not being okay, or this is not normal and this is not love and this is not what sex looks like you there, that image is burned in their head. And the, and the way that I relate to it, cause I didn't have that when I was little cause we didn't have uh, iPads, but I, you know, like, it's like a scary movie. Like I remember watching Tremors when I was like six or seven and I was like traumatized from that movie. I was afraid to get off my bed because I thought they were going to come. But it's like those types of things. Like you can still picture how you felt, what that looked like. That image is burned in your head and it's the same for porn. So -hmm. no matter how good of a parent you are and whatever your values are or your religious views or whatever those things are, they're going to carry that with them the rest of their life. And the 
the thing that made me most upset was like their innocence was stolen from me right in front of us. Like we were literally in the other room when it was happening and we had no idea. We had no idea. And it's devastating. We were in the other room bragging about, and bragging sounds weird. That we didn't deal with that but stuff. But it was that not. That had never happened to us. It was us. like, we're just not quite there yet, but we're aware. <laughs> yeah. I think, it, and it's not bragging. We're just, you know, it, I thought it was so good to have that information. I thought mm. it was like really good training, right? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. I know we don't need it yet. We don't need to lock down that internet yeah. yet. And they're still but we're young. Close. They're still young. Like I this knew we would happen. be close, but it was happening right then and there at six, mm-hmm. five, like six, such eight and nine years old. And a difficult thing. Uh, one of the hardest things I've ever had to face as a mom. And we have shared this with lots of friends because mm-hmm. we do have friends that are like me in that day that I thought that's crazy. That's never going to happen to my yeah. kid. And let me tell you, mamas, every time I have a mom tell me something like that, I want to yeah. share the story because they're like, oh, well, we walk it down. Guess what? Even if it's locked down, they can find it. Yeah. Because do you want to share what you found today? The Spotify thing? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I saw this on social media. Somebody shared it. And if you go on Spotify, which is an app for listening to podcasts and music, and, you know, I guess you can watch music videos. We listen to it all the time. I didn't know you could either. Um, But if you click on... Uh, the app, which you're okay. So you, let's say your child has a phone that's locked down. First of all, Spotify is probably rated normal. I don't know what the rating is on it, but it's, you're like, oh yeah, you can have that app. Like in your mind, you're like, this is something that adults use all the time. Yeah. It's not kids. This is what I say to my kids. Music is life. I would rather than be on Spotify listening to music right. than anywhere else, yeah, right? Because somewhere else that you think that they might stumble on something. Totally. You're not yes. thinking at all that it's no. going to be on Spotify. So anyways, you click on the search part of Spotify, I guess. And the first thing that pops up is video virgins. And um, which I said, oh my God, video virgins. This must be first time artists yeah. making their first music video. Aren't you so silly? I'm such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so you clicked on it. And then what does it go to? Like incest family strokes. MILF titties, uh, titties or clitties, XXS mass special with shaken Stevens banged up. I don't even know what that is. I mean, like there's all this porn. And then the third one down for me is Pornhub. Um, that didn't show up when Amanda did it, but there's another one that sex sex playlist, um, 10 or so down there's porn music videos with artists underneath and a check next to it next. And the Ed Sheeran has a check next to it. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Does that mean they're verified artists? They're verified porn but people, I don't know. No, that was different. I'm he saying like he songs. has a blue check. So this has a blue check. So, so I don't maybe know it's what verified. That means. I think that's what that means. This is like just mind blowing. So there's all these things on here. So you wouldn't imagine that your child's going to see porn listening to music, but this is what the world that we live in and why it's so hard to protect them. So yeah, you might have your phone locked down or you might not have access to certain things, or you might have like the bark app. And I'm not sure if the bark app can track Spotify, I think it does, but I don't but know. I, I don't those know either. Things I don't I know. know. It sends you alerts and mm-hmm. stuff, which is cool because nobody's going to be able to see everything their kid is seeing, but kids are also smart. I mean, we learned in that parenting thing that they, there's apps that they can hide other apps in. So it looks like a calculator or something like that. Like they're smart. Yeah. They're going to figure it out. Right. Like, and as they get older and they're teenagers, they're definitely going to know more than we do. They're definitely going to be doing things that we're never going to see or know. And if it's that easy for me to do in literally two seconds, then how much easier is it for a kid who's used to navigating things or has who friends, knows the web so much better who than knows we do the web better, who has friends showing them shit like yeah. what happened to our kids. So, I mean, you just never know. And for the parents out there that think that they have it all figured out and their child's protected, I'm sorry. That's a little naive. You don't, you're not 
not aware of everything that's happening. And yes, there are things out there that can help like the bark app or whatever, but that doesn't mean that it's, it's completely childproof. You know what I mean? Right. And people, well, and maybe those parents are on top of it. I'm they not could be, but one listen, that's on top of you it have like more that. than one kid. Yeah. You have, you're you're going to spend your entire day and night going Mm-mm. through their search history or seeing what they're doing or checking their messages to make sure they're no. not texting bullying messages or getting bullied themselves or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, doing any of the things that they can be doing on there. That's like a risk factor for them. No. Who's going to waste their time doing that? Nobody's going to no, do that. No, I have no time to do that. And if you do, so, God bless you. I mean, good for you. <laughs> send us your tips on how to do that because <laughs> I mean, it's too much. It's too it's much a lot. and it's insane. But so, so for now, so this whole wait until eighth, I'm trying. And, it's hard. It is yeah, not easy, is especially when, especially right now, there's I feel no, like. there, it does feel like Everyone else has a phone but me. That right. does feel very real in our house. But we do, we have a lot of conversations around it. We have a lot of discussions about responsibility mm-hmm. and what it means to be a good digital human. Right. And so, so like my oldest has an iPad and yours does too, I know. He's now experimenting with text messages and going back and forth and he gets to do... Even on that, there's issues. Oh, there and have, there, there but, have but I can issues. at least monitor that. Right, you can and, read everything. And I'm happy to do that because he's making mistakes right now. Yes, and you that can we help can, him. They're a little bit humiliating. There's been some stuff that's happened. There's been some drama and... I tell him all the time, like, and this is the drama that's happened or, or things that he cries about or he feels like his life is over. Or he doesn't have any friends or whatever. This is just a small little taste of what's to come. And he doesn't even have a cell he phone. doesn't have right? a cell phone. But this is what Chris and I are doing is we're trying to teach him how to navigate this yeah. so that he doesn't fall into a great depression. Like we, we always say to him, this is, I know this feels like it's the worst thing that could ever happen to mm-hmm. you, but it's so good that it happened in this setting, like, setting yeah. because we can help you through it. Right. And we can and teach you how to navigate like it. Because, undoable. Right. Yes. Where and you this like is end all up training. on the, the yeah. news or something. Or gone viral or right. because That's everybody get their video. Yeah. They, right. Of that, sh- that so, eighth grade photo or whatever, the softball girls flicking the camera off when, you know, you got it on the, it was uh, on the news. Remember? Oh yeah, and they you all lost their scholarships or something. It was like terrible. For college or and there's other things like on social so you know media where they're happening. like, "Oh God, I hate Susie. She sucks. I hope she just kills herself." Yeah, words hurt. Yeah, I don't go on social media, and I am 41 years old. I go on there, and it sucks me in, like I'm sure it does everybody else. Yeah, and I never post anything because I don't. I I, I find myself getting <laughs> very addicted. Is Everything is judged. I go on there and I look at what everybody's eating, or I leave. Three hours later, feeling terrible because I haven't gone on vacation yeah. with my husband or my family and my house isn't Pinterest ready and I leave feeling like shit. And mm. I'm 41 years old with much thicker skin than my 11 year old has right now. Right. And so and life experience right. and knowledge. So I love that you're teaching your children like boundaries mm-hmm. and what to do and what not to do in the setting of your own home while things are being monitored and you're seeing them on messages through their iPad. However, I do think there's a lot of things out there that parents don't realize developmentally, these teenagers are not their brain, their frontal cortex is not developed and boys. It's not developed until like 25, 25 yes, or some insane to me, insane number. Like why are we giving them licenses and they're able to vote if their brains aren't even developed? But anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, but cell phones, it's the same thing. So I do agree. I think you're an amazing parent and I think it's really important to have these conversations because they will stick with them. Mm-hmm. But I also think there is a certain point where like they are going to 
continue to make the mistakes no matter how good of a parent you are because they're not, their brains are not fully developed. Yeah. They're not able to make good choices. They're very impulsive as young teens and they're very impressionable. Like the ages that we're giving kids phones is like the worst age in my opinion, because it's right when they start to get more independence, they start to be more aware of their peers, right? Like what people are wearing, what people are saying, what people are doing, who's hanging out with who, like they start to get involved in mm -hmm. that without the social media aspect. Like that just happens naturally. Mm -hmm. And then we're giving them this technology that literally to me feels like the worst time. Like right when you're having to deal with all these changes, now you're going to have this tool that adults, like you said, cannot even handle. Like I know I have the same problem. Like I don't, I got off TikTok for the reasons that it's so associated with China, this China <laughs> spying on everybody. But also like when I first got on there, I would watch videos for like four hours straight and time would fly by and be like, holy so, shit. Okay. So TikTok is so hours. entertaining. There are some very talented people out there <laughs> We always TikTok. talk about how great TikTok is. And it yeah. is. I'm not on there it anymore. There are so many talented people. It's amazing. Yes. Like the, the videos they post are freaking amazing. They're funny. They're beautiful. They're inspiring. There's but all like the things. But like you said, yes. like we're, we have the life experience. We have the knowledge. Mm -hmm. We have the ability to not make impulsive decisions and we still struggle with it. So how yeah. mind-blowing is it that we expect a child to be responsible or know how to navigate that world. Even if you're an amazing parent, like it doesn't matter. These are teenagers. They're just not ready for it. It's just kind of silly. But at the same token, I understand why parents give them phones and I understand giving into the pressure. Like that's difficult. Like, well, and sometimes it's your only choice. If you have, if you're, you're divorced right. or you're dropping your kid off and they need you have to, have, to access. have access. There's like, that. we have friends who have kids that are in dance and they're yeah. gone, you know, 10 hours a day dancing. They need to have right. that phone. So phone. there's, there's just no judgment at all. Like, no. you know, and there's, but I think there are good reasons not to. There's so many good reasons <laughs> um, why you really shouldn't. Quick, Absolutely. I want to mention, because we are talking about wait till eighth, they do have a Instagram page. It's wait until eighth eighth, but the eighth is an actual, the eight and then it's TH instead mm -hmm. of like spelled out. And I definitely recommend following them. They have a lot of good information about establishing boundaries, delaying social media, delaying smartphones. Um, and if you want to join our wait till eighth pack, do it, do it. Yeah. We can post our, <laughs> our link. We took the pledge. Watch. We'll give in tomorrow. No, <laughs> we probably will give in, but we're going to do our best. And here's, here's what I think about it is Maybe I won't wait until eighth grade. Maybe it will be seventh grade. But yeah. I know without a shadow of a doubt, I won't lose one night of sleep over giving my son a cell phone because I know that he went through his driver's ed of, you know, yeah. technology training. I'm not just going to hand him over a car and say, here you go. Right. I'm going to no teach him how to use it. Yeah. And I'm going to teach him how to use it safely. And I'm going to give him the freedom to make some mistakes. And I'm going to be there to help him fix those mistakes so that I know that once he has it in his hands, he's probably still going to make mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't, you but can't he will be digitally responsible. Yeah. As much as they can be. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally as much as they can as much be as for they can be. their age and their development. But yeah, I think, you know, there are a serious like dark side to giving kids technology that we do want to talk about a little bit. We don't want to make it like super sad or anything like that. But, you know, I've been just on, I don't even know what I'm on, but I'm seeing or hearing about these lawsuits that are happening against the social media. Yeah. yeah. And so I did go online and look at, there's one against the meta, which is obviously uh, Facebook and Instagram. And then uh, one against snap Inc for Snapchat. There was an 11 year old girl in California who could committed suicide. The lawsuit was back in January of 2022. And they claim in the lawsuit that it's addictive, which 
we know that it's addictive and social media and the algorithms are very good at learning. Well, that's why they created it. They created it to be addictive, right? right? They, they have, that's literally their point. Videos that said they, that was the purpose of yeah. them doing that. Right. And then there was a kid in Tennessee who also committed suicide. There was a lawsuit in June of 2022. He was also addicted to social media. For any parents out there who have kids who are struggling, obviously, please get them help. There are lots of information and resources out there. If you need help, you know, take them to emergency room, contact the school. There's a suicide hotline you can Google. And if you are thinking that your child is addicted to social media, there is a law firm um, called the Schmidt firm. You could Google it. They are the ones um, doing these social media uh, induced injury cases and you can call them and they're, they work in all 50 states. So I do think that these big companies do need to be held responsible and I don't think they should market to kids. And I think that there should be boundaries and rules around the information that people are giving them and what they're tracking and all of that stuff. But it's important to know that for teenagers, the suicide rate has gone up a lot. I don't know if you three, have that. Yeah, three times higher. It's tripled over the past 15 years. Which and is it's insane. especially That's high a huge jump. for girls girls the ages of between 10 and 14 years old. Which is when they get uh, cell phones. phones and um, social media. Suicide and- is the second leading cause of death for 10 to 34 year olds. So th- right in that age range is when all these, it's, it's like the cell phone generation. I don't know. I, it's like the, per, it's the age. And it's sad to me to know that that's true for 10 year olds. Like if you just think about a 10 year old, like that's just mind blowing because they're so young. They have so much life ahead of them. I didn't even know what suicide was until I was in college. I don't think it really? wasn't like a, it wasn't a thing like it is now. I mean, I maybe like- we have all of this, you know, information available to us at all times. So if so, maybe we know about it a lot more. Yeah, maybe. But I didn't. Well, I mean, it, know what it meant. Up. Yeah, sure. And the rates have gone up. Absolutely. Right. So we're definitely hearing it. But I had I didn't know what it meant until I was a lot older. And I find myself and my husband, we talk a lot about it at home. Mm-hmm. And if your family hasn't done it to anybody who's listening out there, if you haven't had those conversations, get ready because your kids are going to know somebody that's either tried it or or has been successful at it or God forbid your son or daughter might experience those feelings. So having those conversations at such a young age feels really hard and really awkward. But um, I think if you're giving them cell phones and it's a, a must have conversation. Yeah, because of the risk factors involved with giving them a cell phone and and having access to social media. There was a 10 year study that linked social media and suicide risk for teens. Um, If you want to look it up and read about it, it's called Suicide Risk in Emerging Adulthood Associations with Screen Time Over 10 Years. It was a 2021 study. And the lead author is Coyne, C-O-Y-N-E. So there is information out there about the problems that social media causes. There's actual research to back it up. Like this is not just a thing that we're talking about that never happens to anybody. And we do discuss like a lot of parents say it's not, not my kid, not my kid. That would never happen. I would know it. So I just want to share with everybody that I worked on a child fatality review team here in Arizona for 11 years. And one of the teams that I helped uh, manage was the suicide team. And so I have a lot of experience because that's all we did was teen suicides in Mm -hmm. Arizona. So actually in my county, and there's a lot of child fatality review boards all over the country. Almost every state has one. So you can look into it. They'll come up with the statistics and help with prevention. And that's what we did. We'd have meetings about prevention, but we would go over the details of every suicide. And I'm telling you right now with my experience, almost nine out of 10 times, the parents would always say, we had no idea. 
we never thought they would commit suicide. We, they either didn't have a clue or they never thought they would really do it. So if your child is ever mentioning suicide or talking about suicide, it's definitely something you want to get them help and at least have a professional opinion about what's going on, whether this is just something they're going through or something that you really need to worry about. But I do think that uh, social media has made things much, much worse. And these parents Well, yeah, think- because we're measuring like our ability to be loved and based on the number of likes, likes we get, right? right? How many our people commented? You know, our worth worthiness in life is based on how many likes we get for a photo. I actually right. have friends that I've been with who are much more into social media than I am. They'll post something on social media and then they'll be like, oh, I didn't get that many likes. Or did you see how many likes we got on that? And yeah. it's, I don't understand why that measures, right. you know, like who cares? Yeah. But people do care. And then in the oh, workshop, yeah. that digital workshop I was talking about earlier, the speaker said they, the algorithms on social media, they have psychologists mm-hmm. actually working there because they, they know. know if your son or daughter's on there, they're going to post something. And if they don't get a certain number of likes in a 15 minute time frame, mm-hmm. they take the post down, yeah. doctor up the photo and the post or whatever, and then repost mm-hmm. it to see. They also have it where the, you're on it, you're on it, you're on it. And then you don't get the likes that you want. So you turn it off mm-hmm. and then you get your push notices. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you're back on it. They it's, know that Every time they do that, Mm -hmm. it's a dopamine hit, which gives you exactly what you're looking for Mm -hmm. when you're a child that's addicted to social media or even adults that are addicted to it. Because I know plenty of adults that are addicted to it. I know I I could be addicted to it. This is why I don't go on it. Yeah, it's a problem. It's Mm -hmm. a problem for adults. That's why it just like kills me that we're like putting our kids in this position and being like, good luck, you know? And I'm not saying that everybody does that and everybody gives their cell phone, their child a cell phone is doing that, but that's what it feels like to me. And that's what it seems like. Like YouTube, social media has a lot of really amazing things. Yes, there's a lot of benefits. I mean, I use it a lot for business. And I think that that is like an amazing platform to utilize. And it's very helpful for a lot of people. But there's a lot of friends and family among lost loves. And I mean, people that you would probably never talk to on the phone, you get to hear updates about their life. Like it's it's great. There's great things about it. And there's a lot of bad about it. And and part of that is the disconnect from, you know, parents to their kids or kids going through things. It's not even the social media addiction. It can also be the cyberbullying, which we didn't really talk Mm -hmm. about it. But that's like a huge problem too. And thank God I don't have girls because I feel like when I was in middle school, like people did a lot of things that were really hurtful and I was, I didn't even have social media. Like I, and it was so hard for me. Eighth grade was one of the hardest years of my life. And I can't imagine if your body is changing bullied. Your, your hormones are raging. You're super you impressionable. Yeah, like, you have no reason or explanation as to why all of this shit is happening. Right. You're sad and <laughs> you don't miserable. know why. Yes. You can't stop crying. You're There's growing so hair in weird things. places. Yeah. You're dealing and, with oh, everything. Here's, here's Facebook, Snapchat yeah. and Instagram. Right. Post your cutest picture and Good see how luck. many people like Everyone's going to make you feel like shit today. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants that? Honestly? Oh, God. I mean, it's awful, but that's seriously what yeah. happens. And it's 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 crazy. And I, I feel bad for a lot of these kids. And there's always going to be popular kids and less popular kids. Like that's always going to happen. Like, well, and there's also this piece too, where in high school, if you get invited to a party, they make like an Instagram or a Snapchat. And if your name's not on the list, you don't get to go to that party. Yeah. So that's, there's that. That's hurtful. Totally. Yeah. Like that's embarrassing. And you can be like added or removed. Oh my God. See, I mean, that is just like, this is like hunger games for kids. Like, (laughs) isn't it? Like, it feels like, I am so thankful that I don't have to go through this. I, first of all, I would go viral and be ruined for all of the shit that I did. Oh yeah. I would have totally messed up. I think many listeners probably would say the same thing. I mean, one time I like in high school, I think I was so drunk. I put my bare butt out the window (laughs) and mooned a cop as we sped on by. 
why? Oh my god, <laughs> you didn't get in trouble? No, they didn't. Oh my god, isn't that they wild? I liked it. No, I'm just kidding. But oh my god, I mean, the, the dumb things, things like do. how I'm still oh, yeah. alive, not in jail, and didn't go viral. Like, thank God. Same, oh, same. So putting our kids through that. I but then thinking imagine. about like something really embarrassing that happens to you in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Like starting your period, and everything right? Is and it leaking, instant, right? Like somebody could yeah. be taking a video or a photo of something bad happening right then and there and then send it to everybody. And then every school knows. Yeah. From two kids knowing to yeah. a thousand. Like mm-hmm. I just can't and it even follows imagine. You. It's, yeah. Follows you. It stays with you. <sighs> you know, employers and universities are now looking into kids' social media backgrounds. Well, that's like, one of the first things they look at. So it's right. also really important to have a good digital platform. Right. So if you are a parent who's listening to this and saying, well, my kids need to have social media, there are actual alternatives to that where you can use LinkedIn as social media platform to showcase all of the good things that you've done if you were trying to get into college. However, I will say I do believe a lot of colleges like to pick people who have larger followers, you know, Mm because then they get more exposure for their school. I think that's also Really? Something to be said. I have read a couple of things. I don't know wow. if that's true or not, but that's pretty. It awful. kind of makes a little bit of sense. It makes sense from a marketing standpoint, yeah. for sure. But from like a "you deserve to go to college" type of thing, not really. Well, they like, like exposure for their school. It's free. I mean, I hope the kids that so, are like the best, the best uh, a- academics aren't on social media, and those are the ones you want at your yeah. school, right? You want smart kids. But I mean, and if they're doing things, it's it's all about digital vegetables, and that's yes, not a phrase that I've coined, but that, that are, we've heard, we've heard through yeah. a. So there are digital vegetables yes. and digital candy is, is mm-hmm. the way that this goes. And then obviously you can have a little bit of digital candy, but you want mostly digital vegetables. And if you have the opposite ratio and things start to be not healthy and good for us, just like candy versus vegetables. But and I if think- you have chosen to give your kid a phone, that's cool. Then that's great. Just be aware of what's happening out there, what's going on and have conversations with your kids because I think that's key. It is super key, but I do think that teenagers are smart and they will hide things from parents. So going back to like the suicide stuff, like, you know, some of these kids are really good at hiding stuff from their parents. And here's the other problem with teenagers. They are super duper impulsive. They make decisions impulsively. They don't think about future consequences, which is why they have, you know, they'll do things on social media and not think about, oh, now I don't get to get into that university. They took away my scholarship because I flicked off the camera. Like, you know, things like that happen and they don't think about the long-term consequences consequences is fine. I struggle with that sometimes. I'm a little impulsive, but it all, it also goes back to, let's say your child's being cyber bullied and you're not aware of it, or, you know, they're not as cool socially on social media or whatever it is. They can hide things from you, but not only that, they can't see past tomorrow. That's the biggest mm-hmm. lesson I would say for parents, because, and even I went through this without social media, when a child breaks up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever, or their best friend isn't talking to them, or they did something embarrassing and everybody at school's talking about it. Those things are hard things to go through in general in life, like just in general yes. as a teenager, but then you throw social media and 8 million people know about it, or 8 million people are commenting on your post and saying mean things or whatever it is. That is like a whole nother level. And some of these kids can't handle it. And mm-hmm. I don't blame them because it's awful to go through those things alone as a teenager, but yet on top of it with the social media aspect and these kids are impulsive. So they might be like, oh, I need to kill myself or, or we've even heard, we've seen those in that parenting class where they post stuff and they, these kids will say to them, go kill yourself. Nobody likes you. You know, nobody wants you here. You might as well just die. You might as well kill yourself. Like awful, awful things to each other. And then when the kid does it, everybody's like, oh my God, you know, but this is how kids are and they're impulsive. And if they think my life is over, 
because I'm a freshman in high school and I can't ever go back to school. They don't realize, listen, you're not going to care about these people 10 years from now. You're going to be married or have a great job or live in Mm -hmm. a wonderful place and nothing matters that happened in high school, but they don't see past that. They only see what's happening to them right then and there. And that's why it can be a little dramatic. And that's why they can say things like, I want to kill myself or, you know, a lot of the suicides that we did, not a lot of them, but a good majority of them, the kids had said something like, I wish I was dead. I don't want to be alive anymore. I want to kill myself. They literally said those things. And the parents, when the police were interviewing them, were like, we didn't think they'd really do it. We didn't think that that was an issue. And I will say this just to give parents a heads up. It's a suicide is not always going to be by, um, gunshot or something. If you're like, Oh, we don't have any weapons in our house. Everybody has a closet pole, the pole that the clothes hang on. That was the majority of our suicides, kids hanging themselves from the closet pole. So we talked about this a lot because we were like, how can you prevent it? There's one thing to have like rules about guns and keeping guns locked up. And we even had deaths where the parents did were very responsible with their guns. They kept the ammunition separate. They had lock and key to the, to the gun, but the child had behind their back taken the key when they weren't looking, made a copy, put the key back. So the parents never knew it was missing and still Mm. use the key to get into the gun safe. I mean, these are smart kids. Like if they're determined to do something, they're going to do it. But that's why it it almost like gives me chills when people say like, my kid would never do that. We're on top of things, but because I know it happens all the time. Good parents have these things happen to them. It's not always a parent who's not there. It, It just happens. You know, it's part of being a teenager and like, why would we want to make things harder for a teenager? You know, I just think about that. And I'm not saying anybody's out there maliciously doing that to their kids, but it kind of feels like there's maybe not an awareness about it. And, and obviously it's hard to talk about, like, this is not something anybody wants to talk about. It's, it's sad. It's horrible. It's depressing. I I saw that video the other day when I got sucked into one of the social media platforms. Remember I told you about that. I think it was a man in New York city and he had this sign that he wore around his neck and it said something to the effect of I'm sad and I'm lonely and I need help. And people just, I need a hug or something. I need, I I don't know if it said I need a hug, but I want to say I want to kill myself. Yeah. Something like that. It was like, to me, I was like, Oh my God. Poor human being. Why, yeah, yeah, I was like, why is he standing there? What's going on? Is this so a bit sad. like what? Because nobody stopped to talk to him mm-hmm. and his sign literally said, I need help. Yeah. And it caught my attention. So I continued watching it. Yeah. And then he flipped his sign around and it said free money. And there was money, money attached to it. Taped yeah. to the board that he had around his neck and, and everybody that was board was cleaned out in <laughs> right. five seconds flat. And everybody was like happy and like high five because him. it's hard to be a good mom. It's hard to talk about hard shit. Yeah. No one wants to do that. We are all nobody wants in this to together and we're all going through this together. Whether right. we like it or not, whether whether we want to talk about it or not, this is happening all around us. So we have to band together. We have to we have to talk about this stuff because our kids are going to be exposed. They're already exposed to it. Mm-hmm. So we just have to be better at that. Yeah. The elephant in the room is here. It's not going anywhere. And so. whatever you're thinking, we're thinking it too. Mm-hmm. We just got to talk about it. Yeah. We got to talk about it. We got to be open with other parents, mm-hmm. because even though that story that you talked about with us is really difficult and still really upsets me. Oh, porn gate. Yeah. It's, Yikes. it's so upsetting, but it's, it is what it is. And I think maybe that happened to us so we could share our story and people could learn from it and realize that this stuff can, can happen right yeah. in front of you. And you think you're doing everything right. And mm-hmm. you just never know. You never know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to come after your child. You don't know who's going to show them something. You don't know 
what that is. And I was even, you know, mentioning to you how like, I didn't know this about Roblox. Like you think Roblox is a normal kid game. A lot of kids I know play it. I guess there's orgies on it where like these kids go in, there's like these other rooms or other worlds. I don't even know because I've never really gone on it, but that they have like these orgies. Like it's super weird to me actually that your, your Roblox character that looks like a Lego man. Yeah is having an or like that. Yeah, okay. First of all, that's weird. so odd. It is very weird, but there's a um, lot of predators on there, I guess. Yes. And I had no idea. I didn't know that either. My kids have been playing it for years. I had no idea. Talk to people on it. I didn't know mm-hmm. that you could talk to. So I guess predators go on there, pretend to be kids and talk to your kids and they're yes. having conversations and you have and no saving them. So on Fortnite or cause I, I let my, I, during the pandemic, that was the only way for our kids to connect. Right. And yeah. so I you know you got really mad at me during this, but I was like, we're yeah, because you're like, I thought we were going to not do Fortnite together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because our kid, we were not letting them play online yet. I'm like, no, I did all this research and you can lock it down. Yeah. So we did. And then you started letting your kids so then they could play because we didn't see each other as much during the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. We were all locked down. They didn't have any connections. That's how they all connected, right? It was yeah. playing Fortnite or whatever. But I could lock it down so that I had, he had to have approval from us to have a, have a new friend, Oh, have a, new have friend. a conversation. Yeah. We, they couldn't, there was, there's all these like, um, parameters that you can put up. Right. Okay. But on Roblox, you can't do that. And how did that you, I know of, I don't think you can. I, I didn't even tried. know that they could talk to all these strangers out I there. I, my son, my six year old was playing Roblox play the other anymore. day. And he was like, it's who I go, who are you talking to? And he was like, it's fine, mom. It's fine. It's Danny from California. I was like, yeah. nope. Take, yeah. turn it off. We're right. done. We're not doing that. And he had a fit. That's another thing is raging out technology yes. rage. I took it away and he melted down and yeah. he was like ready to burn the place down because I took it away because yeah. he is addicted. So I think that's uh, a common thing that people, mm-hmm. parents deal with and they think it's just maybe normal. I don't know what people think. I, I used to think it was normal. So my middle son has that problem. So he, my husband and I have had lots of conversations where I want to completely remove technology. He cannot have it. He can't yeah. handle it. When he gets off, he is angry no matter mm-hmm. what it is. It doesn't matter if it's watching videos or, you know, playing on a game that's like not violent. It doesn't even have to do with that. Like the taking away of the the technology, there's mm-hmm. something that it does to his brain where he gets like the, the yeah. technology rage and gets very upset. And no matter how many warnings we give, no matter how much time, like, and we have boundaries and out. he knows yeah. they get upset. And I have a, a friend. My son does the same thing. My little yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend who... God bless her heart. She has the same problem with her son. Her son's a couple years younger than mine. And she, they don't do any iPads. They don't do any technology and they have it. And she's continued to stick with it. And I'm super proud of her. Her son is younger than mine. I think it gets harder as they get older, but well, it does only, because iPads rule. They you, only. Like, <laughs> yes. Because sometimes mama needs a break. Yeah. Like I will tell you, I I'm recovering from the surgery. They have had a lot more video game mm-hmm. and iPad time. And once I can start, like when I have like full mobility, mm-hmm. those they're gone and they're going to have like total yeah. withdrawals. We've even, we've even talked yeah. about it. Okay. Getting, yeah. getting rid of them all We need together. like a little digital vacation. Yeah. Digital just vacation. Unplug. Like we just don't need it. It just becomes this I like thing. them it's so like much better when they're not on yes. like video games or. Yeah. They're, it's, they're better yeah. for it. I feel like their brain just can't handle it. I don't know. There's something bad well, about it. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Moderation for sure. But I also think there's a lot of times where I wish we never had it, never had exposure to mm-hmm. it, never even did it. We introduced iPads 
I know we had friends that were using iPads earlier than us and, and we didn't for a long time. We just didn't have one. We had like one in the closet. So then my oldest son got tutoring one summer for math and the teacher came over and she's like, oh, do you have an iPad? I have this great math game that you should play. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Like, you know, math is hard. And if this is going to help my son get better at math, like he can play a game where like he answers like six plus eight and then they like get they get time to play or something. I don't remember. It was something like that where like the more and or no, in the middle of the game, it would stop and then ask like a math question. And then to keep going, you had to like get it right. So otherwise you'd get like more, I don't know. It was good. I think it was helpful for learning math. However, it opened up the floodgates for technology. And then after that, it was downloading this game, downloading that game. Then it became mm-hmm. all the kids needed once we got iPads for Christmas. Like it was yeah. like, that was like the starting point for me. And I look back on that and like, fuck, why did we do that? <laughs> Could we just, cause it's a blessing and a curse. It? it really is. It's, it can be both for sure. Mm-hmm. But like looking back on it, I'm like, I don't think it's done anything beneficial for us. I wish we just didn't have it. And, yeah. and I agree with you. Like there are times that it's really helpful. I mean, obviously traveling is like, it's a game yeah, changer traveling when you're sick, when you need a minute. Yeah. When you're sick. Yeah. Because here's the thing. This is the secret. (laughs) If you're going to take away the technology, you have to replace it with something. Mm -hmm. And the most effective thing to replace it with is you. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the best thing to replace it with. That's the best thing. (laughs) It's the most effective. That's what we're supposed to do. We don't always have time because there's work, there's chores, there's dinner, there's laundry, there's homework, there's all of the things also. So it is nice to give that to them, but it's, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think we are now raising a generation of kids that don't, doesn't know how to be bored because we yes. Have, oh, like, yes. Right. My goddamn car trips were fucking miserable. Like I God, remember they were the worst. Yes. Asking. I was one we of those kids books. that was like, yeah, we had to read books. God, we had to read books. We had like <laughs> uh puzzle, like a uh, crossword puzzles. Like how oh, many I hours loved, can you oh, do? I did word searches. Yeah. Word searches. But like when you're in a car and you're stuck and it's hot and you're like, can't wait to get there. And you're like, mom, Mm -hmm. when are we there yet? Like I was one of those kids because we took road trips and things like that. We punished them like we were punished. Yeah. They deserve (laughs) that shit. Um, No, but I agree. They do need to learn how to be bored. bored. They need to be entertained at all times of the day. But then like, how are we setting up their brains? But then their entertainment is like three second bandwidth, right? Before they're on the next. It's almost making, I think it's creating like ADD. I think it's creating a society of ADD or ADHD because I kind of have it. It's always like the hit, the hit, the hit, the hit, the next one, the next one, the next one. I mean, I think they said for Instagram, like videos are like 15 second longs. Like that's like the, the that's like a novel. That's like the max attention span, right? (laughs) 15 seconds. Like get out of (sighs) here. It's like, I get it though. So I've been recovering from the surgery. I have text neck now which yeah. I did this text neck is real from texting. I think it is. It might be from my crutches, but okay. I, this, my <laughs> husband thinks it's text neck. Cause my only, the only that position that's like literally what they call it. Yeah. When your head is like down yeah. like this, cause yeah. you're looking at it. Well, that's everybody. And he thinks that is what I might, he thinks it's part of it is from my crutch. And so a part of this is kind of a joke, but yeah, it's also like leaning. a real thing, but it's like leaning. But also I've been on my phone a lot, a billion times more than I've ever been on it before. <laughs> I'm playing games. I mean, I've gone on social media like 10 times, yeah. like, which I, you know, Ariel knows this about me. I never go on there. Yeah. It's like a treat for me to go on. Yeah. But yeah, I've been on it. I've been like, it's, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. 
And these kids are all walking around with their hunchbacks now. Yeah. I got it. It's real. Yeah. The hunch is real. The hunch is real. The text. Text, text neck. neck. It's like a weird thing Oh my God. To say. It's the most painful thing I've Can ever had. Like- the only comfortable position is for me to go back into text neck <laughs> mode. <where> I like <laughs> put my, I'll put never my look neck at you down. again. I'll just look at your forehead. What's going on? Oh, I have your text neck. neck. I, oh it's God. true. The pain is real. This is the longest my neck has ever hurt. It's been like two weeks. Wow. Damn. I, mean, I can't get off my phone because I'm addicted. Yeah, it is addicting. But I'm going to be mobile here soon. So we just went on a trip and I didn't have my phone because we didn't have Wi-Fi or cell service. We were in the middle of the ocean and it was amazing and I liked it. And at the same time, like I, like you said, it's a blessing and a curse because I couldn't do any of my business stuff. I couldn't check any of that. But at the same time, I didn't have to. Did you go through withdrawals at all? A little bit. Yeah. But I was surprised how quickly I was like over it. How long? long did it take you? Probably a couple days, just a couple yeah. days. Yeah. We went, remember when we went on that trip to Young? We went, we went to this cabin that your family used to own. My family. Was it Young? Where was it? Remember that with the creek? Oh yeah. We went no, there. That's, that's yeah. The, yeah. The it was ranch. like in the middle of nowhere. Oh, the ranch. The ranch. Yeah. Yeah. So it was in the middle of nowhere. You had to go down an hour road. long dirt road. Yeah. It. it was yeah. literally in the middle oh, of nowhere. It. it was so fun. It was like the, one of the best trips we've ever taken, so but cool. there was absolutely zero service. You couldn't yeah. even play a game. No you could not do anything. There was no TV, no nothing. It took me a solid two days to not crave my phone. Yeah. I remember that. Right. And but if you're not on social media, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> I read. I'm a lie. I'm a, I'm a big fat liar. I, I go too. on Twitter a lot. Oh, do you? But okay. I, the reason different, Twitter though. doesn't make me feel bad about myself. Yeah, because it's not. Twitter is like where I get like the headlines pictures. and stuff or whatever is like go. That's how I kind of yeah. stay connected to the world and yeah. like what's happening. Right. Because you'll hear about I it. I do go on Twitter, but I don't tweet. Yeah. You fly under the radar. I do fly under out. the radar. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I get the headlines and stuff, but that's. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I, I have an addiction just like anyone else on my phone. I mean, but the, it's designed to be addictive. Mm-hmm. Like these lawsuits are literally people suing yeah. them. That'll for be the interesting to nature. see what the outcome is I of mean, that. I mean, I hope they sue the crap out of them. Like, I mean, they will, but they're like pure evil. They know about it. I mean, wasn't there a, um, they have tons of money. Yes. And also didn't uh, the meta guy Zuckerberg testify in front of Congress, like their own internal studies show them that it's addictive. And yeah, causes that's the whole teenagers. purpose of it. They like, want that. They they do want that. I mean, obviously makes them tons of money, but like, where's our government? Well, I don't and trust there's that show anything, that you told but... me to watch. And I don't know if anybody out there listening has seen it, that social dilemma. Oh, social that, dilemma is one of the reasons yeah. I got off Facebook. Yep. Then I went back on it. Then COVID happened. Then I got back off again. But that's a good one. And I also want to say Child 2.0. Oh, Childhood 2.0. Doc- documentary. That is, that is on, available on YouTube. And we've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely recommend watching that. It is that. a really hard one to watch. But you can watch it with your kiddos, I believe, if they're 10 or older. And it's a really good thing to watch because it's about social media. There's a little bit about trafficking on there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot about anxiety and depression and how to navigate this world and, and it, what's actually going on. They interview kids. And kids what they, are on and, it. And, oh my mm-hmm. God, this is what I love about it too. Every one of the kids was like, we wish we never had it. We wish we never had mm-hmm. it. All of them said that, which is very telling. So you think that you're giving your kids a good thing. Like, oh my God, it's your birthday. Here's this cell phone. They stop bothering you about it. And guess what? When they're 20 years old, they're going to be like, wish it never fucking existed. And every single one of them said, not me not having a phone and all my friends having a phone, but nobody having a phone. That mm-hmm. was my biggest takeaway. It was like, they all wished that it would just go away. So, and here's the thing, we're the parents standing it mm-hmm. out. We're putting our kids at odds because they're the only ones without a cell phone, yeah. which sucks. And being a good parent is hard. That's one of our <sighs> episodes. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Uh, what was I going to say? Now I lost my train of thought. We're being good parents. Oh, so we're, we're the ones sticking it out. We but, are sticking but it out. But if every parent got together and said, we're not going to do this to our kids, like I'm talking and that's why I like wait till late because mm-hmm. you can join with other parents and, and ban it. And obviously it's not the world, but it's a start at least, right? Yeah. Like a start of a movement where the pendulum is swinging back. Like mm-hmm. we all gave our kids phones and now we're all going to take them away. Like if we could get to that point where like 95% of people didn't get their kids a phone until they were at least 14 that would be fucking amazing like right but not only that here's the thing is that's this is where it gets a little bit dangerous is you have to do the work you can't even it none of this is going to change if we don't do a better job of teaching our kids how to be responsible in a digital age for sure so, i think there's that's a necessary part yes. but i also think that like just not having it and letting kids be kids letting them yes, be innocent totally like not taking that away from i don't think people realize like you're taking away a part of their innocence mm-hmm. because not only are they losing that and having to deal with like real world problems, like sending a naked picture of somebody and then the maybe cops somebody are they know that even some, like a mean? naked picture of somebody they know. Yeah, that's, that's what it, I mean. Oh, that's what oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I remember when I was a kid, I remember uh, this was back when we had Kodak, Kodiak, no Kodak, like the film, like a <laughs> yeah. camera, like the little the film. disposable Kodiak. camera, yes, no, the Kodak. Dis- Kodak. I don't know. Do you want a Klondike bar? (laughs) I don't know, but whatever the hell it's called. Kodak. Kodak. Yes. And somebody took uh, naked pictures of like their girlfriend or themselves or something. I don't know. To give to a boyfriend or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they went and developed them. And the person that developed them at the Walgreens or whatever called the cops because they're like, this is clearly a child and it's child porn. And they got in trouble, but they got in trouble before it was given to anybody because they were developing Mm -hmm. it right to like give to somebody. Yeah. And the whole point is like, that's the things that like normal teenagers go through. These are all like life lessons and things that we need to teach them. But then like, it's not undoable when it's on the internet. Like, Mm -hmm. no, it leaves your digital footprint you digital go. footprint, mm-hmm. but not only that, you can sue the crap out of some kid's family for sharing a photo, or you can get it scrubbed from the internet as much as you want. You can get you, which is not an easy thing to do. You have to like have a lawsuit. You have to have nothing is ever scrubbed criminal, from the internet. No, it ever. is out there forever. Mm-hmm. You don't know who has it saved on their phone. You don't know who's going to reemerge that one yeah. day. Like it's scary. Like that scares the shit out of me. And I'm an adult. Like if that happened to me, I'd fucking probably want to kill myself too, because you don't know what that is going to haunt you the rest of your life and then you're going to let this happen to a kid like it just scares me I just I feel awful for the people that have gone through those things and I can't even imagine being a parent of a child like your only job is to protect your kid and look what happened like something awful and and it sucks it sucks and we have to try to work together to stop this because it's It's, happening too much it's happening too much it's happening too much we gotta talk about it with our friends and we have to talk about it everyone because it's not an elephant in the room it's very real it's happening it's happening you have to, we you have to address it. it. It's, mm-hmm. I know it's uncomfortable to talk about suicide and I know it's uncomfortable to talk about child porn and predators and all of those things, but it does exist and they're not going away just because we're not looking into it. And as much as we love our kids and we're good parents and we teach them everything that we know and we think that we're protecting them, we can't protect them from everybody. And the predators on the internet are really good at what they do, like mm-hmm. insanely 
good. They're charming. They're charming. And they reel them yes. in psychologically. Or they use children. They use other children. Mm-hmm. The kids trust the other kids. Like this happens. Like this is not just They're like an Epstein manipulator. Like this is yes. happening under our noses all the time. And this is one thing that I didn't know about child trafficking. So I thought child trafficking was more like they kidnap somebody yeah, that's and then what they I sell too. them off the rest mm-hmm. of their lives. But this can actually happen. I guess there's parents, there are evil fucking parents out there that actually sell their kids. Like, did you just hear that couple? It's like a gay couple and they- Oh my God, yes. I, yes, I know. About it. I can't even either. I saw that when I was on vacation I... before my phone didn't have internet. And I was like, it ruined my whole day. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I'm like, that I is think about it all evil. the time and I- those I people need to be yeah. murdered definitely for the evil shit that they did. But like that happens too. And so I didn't even know that that happens, but that happens. But then a lot of this sex worker or sex trafficking stuff that goes on is actually happening right under people's noses. So I guess these, these people will manipulate your child to like, let's say they, they're telling you they're going to a friend's house or whatever, or they go, you drop them off at the mall and guess what? Jojo, the sex predator comes and picks them up. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> this is a serious topic. But I'm serious. They come and pick them up at the mall. They take them to some house. They pimp them out. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> okay. Why is that so funny? <laughs> okay. Sorry. I mean, it's I'm good so to sorry. laugh because it's an uncomfortable topic, but... <laughs> Anyways, so this predator will, I guess, like pick up the child from the mall and then take them to a house and do whatever they do, the awful shit that they do. And then they'll drop them back off the mall and you pick up your kid and you have no idea that they just were sex trafficked. And it happens too. I just heard the story of this girl who was in her 20s and she was sharing a story about when she was trafficked. I guess she lived in Chicago and her parents had no idea. Every time she'd go to her grandma's house, she would leave. She said for no more than like 30 minutes, she'd go down the street and all of these men men would rape her. And she was working with teenage boys. These teenage boys were uh, trafficking her. And she said the people that came and raped her were just normal people. Some of them had wedding rings on. Some of them had business suits on. And it always makes me think of uh, To Catch a Predator. Do you ever watch that? When yeah, you were younger. Yeah. I used to watch that all the time. And then that those types of things started to give me anxiety. But I mean, those people that they would catch sometimes, they don't look like the boogeyman. That's the problem that I think people don't understand is these are normal people. Mm -hmm. Okay. You don't know who it is. It could be your friend's husband for all you know. You don't know. When I was in college, I interviewed sex offenders as part of a research thing at ASU. And, um, we interviewed sex offenders that had gotten out of jail. Mm-hmm. I know this is insane. Everybody's like, who sent you as a 20 year old? To I know. People's I, houses. Crazy. But anyways, one of the people that I went, it was an insane, I don't even know why I did research because I was, you think you were invincible. Well, that's true. When you're in your twenties, you definitely think nothing bad's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, they knew where we were and we had a partner always. We were never sent alone. But when I look back on it, I'm like, that was, we went to some scary places, like some really bad neighborhoods, but then some of them were normal. So this one guy, this always stands out in my head because he had a 12 year old daughter, normal looking dad, like not a scary boogeyman, right? Mm -hmm. He had a 12 year old daughter. They had a sleepover. He drugged all of her friends and did sexual things to them. And I guess this happened a few times before one of the girls saw something, realized they were being drugged. I don't know, but somebody told and the guy got caught and then he was out of, like, I'm interviewing people that are out of jail. I'm like, if you do that to somebody, like you should never get out of jail. Like that is evil. Right. But like, this is just a dad. So that's why I'm like for sleepovers is like a no for us. But in my opinion, like you, you have to be aware of who your kids are hanging out with, but just because you think it can't happen Mm -hmm. to you, how are these people getting access to your kids? The internet. 
the internet, social media, games like Roblox, any game that they can have a conversation with your kid, yeah. they can groom and manipulate your child and you yeah. will have no idea it's happening. That And I, that's for me, something that I learned during these processes because I had no idea that that could happen. Well, and for anybody else who wants to know about sex trafficking and how easy it is that it can happen right under your noses, Operation Underground Railroad, who's they are big on yes, um, I follow them on social catching media. predators and yeah. um, traffickers. Um, they just released a documentary on Amazon Prime. So if you guys haven't seen it, check it out and learn but more. But they're going to follow. They have a lot of information yeah. and share tips for parents as mm-hmm. well, which I think is like, I don't think you can be educated enough on this stuff no. because it's constantly changing. And these kids are good at hiding this stuff. You well, know, also kids are innocent. They're innocent and they get taken advantage they of. Do. And these people know what they're doing. Yeah. Like they are good at what they're doing. They will slowly break down your child. You can have straight A student, football star, whatever, and Mm -hmm. they will come after your kid. It's not just the kids with low self-esteem, although they are good at finding those kids that are struggling, which for teenagers is like a normal thing. I think that's the majority of them. Yeah, right. Like they're all struggling (laughs) really, but also everybody kind of goes through those things in life. Right. And if it happens to be the right moment, guess what? Jojo the Predator. Oh God, Jojo. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, Jojo. But they'll be right there waiting. Like seriously. Oh, Jojo. (laughs) Get rid of that guy. Seriously. Um, I mean, it's it's a a big, it's a big topic and I feel like we could talk about it even longer than an hour, but yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? No, I think that's a good wrapping up point for today. I mean, I think we'll revisit some of these topics and if any of our listeners want to hear or talk about anything else a different topic or build upon something we've talked about today, send it to us. We'd be happy to research it and give you our opinion. Yeah. We're very good at that. <laughs> right. And we're not right or wrong. It's just what we're doing that's right for our family. And mm-hmm. I will tell you that if you're struggling, you're not alone. We struggle every day. Mm-hmm. Try to find your bestie and confide in them. And if you can't, send us a message and we'll be your bestie and you can confide in us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Take care out there, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye.